0: Long ago in ancient Mesopotamia, a civilization laid the foundations for Christianity, but in ways one might not expect. Hosts Denise and Buddy Wood go on a spiritual and thought-provoking journey, uncovering and exploring some of Christianity's hidden truths. Join us as we unveil and explore the mystery that is, the remnants of Ur. Welcome to Remnants of Ur. My name is Denise Wood. And my name is Buddy Wood. In the last five episodes, we did a thorough review of Christ's Sermon on the Mount. They are the instructions of Jesus to his disciples on how to enter into the kingdom of God. This is episode 25, entitled, Christ, the Great Physician. Jesus' gospel message was good news. The kingdom of God is at hand, and he backed up his message with good works, like healings and deliverances, showing God's love to the throngs of people who sought his help. The children of Israel had been waiting for centuries for the Messiah to come and to usher in the kingdom of God for his people. They had been taught that it would be a physical kingdom. When Christ came, he introduced a spiritual kingdom. He taught that it is not a place that you can say it is here or there, but it is within you. That is why the religious leaders who thought they had it all figured out could not see that Christ was the Messiah. He did not fit their imagination of what the Messiah should be. It is surprising to me how stubborn they were because Jesus actually did meet the requirements of the messiah regarding the healing works that he did the religious leaders were looking for one to come that had the power of god to do certain healings that no other man had been able to do first on the list they were looking for someone who was able to open the eyes of one that was blind from birth secondly was the ability to heal a leper with the leper coming before the priest bringing the offerings that Moses had commanded in order to verify the miracle and number 3 was to cast a demon out of one that was mute the last one is significant because some of the religious leaders were actually able to perform exorcisms but only if they could get the demon to speak its name by using the victim's voice if a person was mute It was impossible. So when Christ cast the demon out of the blind and dumb man, recorded in Matthew chapter 12, and the man was not only delivered, but he had been healed of his blindness and muteness, the people were amazed and asked, is this not the son of David? They were on the right track. They knew that the Messiah would do such miracles and would come from the lineage of David. However, the religious leaders quickly shut it down. When the Pharisees heard it, they refused to acknowledge the messianic miracle, but instead they said, This fellow casts out devils by Beelzebub, the prince of devils. Jesus let them know that their reasoning was off, because a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. Then he said, If I cast out devils by Beelzebub, Then by who do your children cast them out? But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come to you. So, from what Christ is saying, it is possible to see the evidence of the kingdom of God in this present world by seeing the outcomes of the Spirit of God working through a human. Christ was the great physician, and he tried to replicate himself spiritually in his 12 disciples to keep it going. He told them that they too could be called the children of God during the Sermon on the Mount as he was trying to teach them how to enter into the kingdom of God. So why don't we see it today when there are 2.38 billion Christians on our planet? I believe the challenge for God has been to find dedicated humans who can truly find and enter the spiritual straight gate that Christ introduced to his disciples. In a previous episode, I pointed out that the kingdom of God or kingdom of heaven, as Matthew calls it, was mentioned 85 times in the Gospels and only 28 times throughout the rest of the New Testament. Christ's gospel of the kingdom of God was quickly phased out after his death. The disciples got off track shortly after Christ died and Paul took over. He forged ahead and built the Christian church known as the body of Christ. But it is not the spiritual kingdom of God that Jesus had preached and had taught to his disciples. The Lord actually had a vision of all this and at one point said, Wow, will I find faith on earth when I return? It's amazing to me, after doing the research for the book Remnants of Ur, going all the way back to Abram and Ur, then following through history and learning of all the times that God had tried to communicate with humans directly, and through the prophets, about who he truly is. So many times has God said, that he only wants for his people to simply know him and to show his kindness to others, especially to those in need. However, humans love religion. The prophet said it over and over. God doesn't want religious activity. He wants you to know him and to walk with him. Then Christ came to reinforce the message and set the record straight. Jesus showed us by example that the answer is not in religion, but in a spiritual walk with God the Father. When Jesus was talking to his disciples right before his death, he let them know that they were supposed to do greater things than Christ had done because he was going to his Father. But instead of continuing forward on the spiritual path that the great physician had shown them, the disciples went backwards they spiritually returned to Mesopotamia and started a blood sacrificial religion patterned after the ancient religions of Ur. They never did those greater works than Christ did. I'm in awe of God's patience and loving kindness, and thankfully, He hasn't given up on us. Isaiah put it best in chapter 1, verse 9, except the Lord of hosts, had left unto us a very small remnant, we would have been destroyed like Sodom and Gomorrah. This is serious stuff, and it is time for the ones who are called to seek the kingdom of God first and to get back to the words of Christ rather than the teachings of Paul. Think about it. We have the very words of the Messiah so why would we follow another person's teachings that sometimes contradict the words of the Lord? Here's just one example. In Matthew sixteen twenty four, Jesus said, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Then in verse 27, the Lord says, For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. In Ephesians 2, 8-9, Paul teaches that one is saved by faith. It is a gift of God, and not by works, lest any man should boast. These two teachings could not be any more opposite. And it is Paul's teachings that the doctrine of the Christian church is built upon, not the teachings of Christ. When Christ was alive, he attempted to pass on the mystery of the kingdom of God to 12 men, his disciples, and there was a very good reason for why he did this. The key to understanding the Lord's reasoning can be found in the physiology of the healing process of a wound. So in teaching about the kingdom of God, Jesus used parables which kept the true meaning hidden from the multitudes— Only in private would he explain the meaning of each parable to his disciples. Just recently, God showed me why. The stronghold of religion had caused a wound to humanity, and the spirit of religion was the bacteria and decay causing the wound to become horribly infected. Jesus was the great physician who cleaned out the infection as well as he could in the short time that he had and applied the oil of the Holy Spirit to the wound. Now, if you study the healing process of a wound, you will find that in order for a wound to properly heal, it must heal with non-infected healthy tissue from the inside and then outwardly. If Jesus had shared the secrets of the kingdom with the multitudes, there would have been many who would have been converted. And it would have exploded with healthy tissue per se that would have caused the wound to close prematurely, basically putting a Band-Aid on it. This would have presented a huge problem because there was still a lot of religious infection deep inside the wound that needed to be cleaned out. If you stitch up an infected wound it will turn into a putrid abscess and expand with pus to the point that it will open up the stitches and the wound will be worse than when you started. Jesus was the great physician who brought the good news of the kingdom of God and began to clean the infection out of the wound. He scrubbed the wound by agitating the religious leaders by speaking the true words of God. At the same time, he applied the healing ointment by performing the works of God. However, his time as the great physician was cut short when he was executed, and his apprentices did not properly learn the craft and carry on his mission. So now, here we are 2,000 years later, and we have not seen the words of Christ come to pass. We still have yet to see his disciples do greater works than Jesus did yet we have a huge religious structure called the body of Christ that doesn't even remotely resemble the Messiah. Isaiah sums up the body quite well when he says it in chapter 1, verses 5 and 6, The whole head is sick, and the whole heart is faint. From the sole of the foot, even unto the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores— They have not been closed up, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. Isaiah was seeing the body of Christ in its dying state, literally being destroyed by the infection of religion. The purpose of the death of Christ was to show us who the enemy is and to redeem us from religion, thus connecting us with our Father God, The great physician was murdered by ones who did not want to be healed from their purulent religious existence, and the body of Christ is in the same state today as they were. God is calling his people to come out and wash themselves from the religion of Christianity and to know him. That's all for this episode. Thanks for joining us. If you're interested, our book, Remnants of Ur, is available on Amazon. If you have any questions or comments, our email is remnantsover at gmail.com.